Hello, everybody. Welcome to DragonCast. I'm Nate. We've got Bill and Dan and then Leon. And then excellent guest tonight to have Park Sims with us, the DAC Pack president. And we were just talking, and it's hard to believe I'm 16 years out of school. I think we wouldn't be doing this tonight if it wasn't for the, our experiences with the DAC Pack. Just curious about where things stand and just learning about the current the DAC Pack. And maybe somebody listens to this and they're like, hell yeah, I'm going to a game. So Park, thanks for joining us here tonight. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So just want to start out. So tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? And maybe go through your background, even with your student section and how that carried over into college. Yeah, so I'm from South Central Pennsylvania, York County, and a little town called New Freedom, right on the Mason-Dixon line, about two hours from Philly. And I'm a architectural engineering student at Drexel. I'm a senior in my fifth year. With that, I've been a member of the DAC pack all five of those years as well. So with that, I've picked up varying levels of involvement, got in around my freshman year, did a little bit of work with them through that. And then moving forward into my sophomore year, I became the treasurer. I was in that role for two years. The past year, I was the vice president and now I'm the president of the DAC pack. I'm sure everybody appreciates you stepping up and taking on that leadership role. Now, New Freedom, what school district is that? Because I live in Mechanicsburg, so of course, Mechanicsburg School District. So what school district is that? Southern York County School District. I went to Susquehannock High School. Gotcha. Okay. I'm still learning. I moved here, it's hard to believe, five years ago. I'm learning all. There's so many little school districts. Like I was trying to get caught up in high school football. And then, so I'm going through District 3, and there's a million schools in District 3, so it's hard to keep track of. So... Now I know about your neck of the woods. Tell us about even in high school, what was your student section like? And then did that want you to get more involved with the DAC pack once you got to, to Drexel? Yeah, so throughout high school, our sports teams weren't too great, but there was definitely a solid amount of student turnout that would go to most notably the football and the basketball games. And the student section was always rowdy. It was a good time. People having fun, yelling stuff at the players. I remember some people tried to organize a hot dog eating contest at the halftime of our football games. For the basketball games, people would dress up in ridiculous outfits. I remember this one guy, he dressed up as a fisherman. He had the wading boots. He brought a fishing rod into the game and he put a dollar bill on the end of the fishing line and was like throwing it onto the court. But it was a really good time, all kinds of different rowdy antics and things such as that. I knew when I got introduced to the DAC pack here at Drexel, something that I was always interested in, exploring what it had to offer. You're speaking my language a little bit with the hot dog eating contest. I cry myself to sleep at night the Thursday before the Friday of the Super Bowl because they don't have wing bowl anymore. I used to try to go every year. But just to kind of follow up, so was it a quote unquote cool thing to be in the student section? Because I was saying, you know, when I was going through was the camera crazies and I felt like it was a big thing to be in a student section. These days you hear about attendance down, I guess more in college, but was it a popular thing to be part of the student section? Yeah, I would say at least at our school, uh, that was always the thing. Like Friday night, everyone would go to the football game and the basketball games along with, and we would always have some pretty good sized crowds. So I would say so. Obviously, more here at Drexel, I don't think that push to the student section is necessarily as strong with the student body as I had experienced with my high school. What do you think is behind that? You're a fifth year senior now. So, you know, what are some challenges you face as far as getting that enthusiasm? I think a a general thing with the atmosphere at Drexel, they have the co-op program. So you have you have a large student body, but half of the student body isn't necessarily on campus at a given time. And I think that kind of disrupts the flow that you might see with a more traditional school. On the other hand, I think there's a 
lack of, I guess, kind of advertisement towards Drexel Athletics. For example, something that I've experienced at various recruiting events or what have you, a lot of students aren't necessarily aware that the tickets are free. That's something I think the free athletic events that Drexel offers for students is amazing, but the awareness of that necessarily isn't as high as it should be. So what do you think could be done to help with that enthusiasm? Anything you guys are looking at this year or anything we could do to help too as alumni? Yeah, I mean, with that, so something that we're planning on pushing is in every single promotion for uh, promotional graphic or whatever that we're going to push on social media, or we've been recently starting to release a newsletter to a mailing list that we have of interested students. Always going to push in that, have some sort of phrase, student tickets are free, like it is free to come. Because I, I believe that is something that needs to be properly stressed for students to come. And then along with that, we're also trying to incorporate some free giveaways in the form of, we always have our pack shirts, speaking with some of the members of the athletic department. I know they have some various giveaways and other fun things planned for the future in terms of trying to drive student events. So for engaging the students, are you, is there a lot of like live events you guys are going to, or is it mainly social media, email, however, or more online communication? It's definitely a mix of both. So one of the things that we've tried to change up a little bit this year is you guys are familiar with how Drexel works. So we have the, the welcome week, all the freshmen come in and there. We, we usually really try to hit hard on recruitment and get, get our name out to as many interested students as possible there. But then there's a, a challenge because the basketball season is a few months away. So we, we're trying to keep interest of those potential students, potential new members throughout that period of time. So something that we've done, we've hosted a couple events. In the past, we've done, we had an Eagles watch party for their Monday night game against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. We had pretty solid turnout there. We gave food, other giveaway items there as well the students in attendance. And then as well as next weekend, we're going to be hosting a 3v3 basketball tournament, trying to get some of those athletically minded individuals out. And again, another opportunity to get some one-on-one time with some potentially interested new members. And then lastly, we've been doing some more informal stuff as well. Recently, we've been just a couple people uh, getting together, going to some of the hockey games. And that's a bit of an experience. Uh, You're getting a little bit of cheering, as well as some one-on-one time with interested individuals and trying to build more solid relationships before necessarily the season starts. Is this something that Dakpak's done before, or is this kind of new under under you? Um, this is something that that me, the rest of the uh, eboard members of my team have decided to do. Usually in past years, from my experience, it's been we've had a push at Welcome Week to get various interested members. And then the next kind of event would be the tip off Blue and Gold Madness basketball kind of event. So this is something that that we're trying to do to bridge that gap from Welcome Week, from those new member potential new members getting on campus to the basketball season. No, I think that's great. I think if you're have that large of a gap, you're just going to lose people's attention. So I think it's anything you can do in there is amazing. I don't back in the day, Lee, and I don't think we had anything like that. Right? I think we just pretty much focused on basketball seasons. Definitely just focusing. So you said, Mark, you've been in the DAC pack pretty much since your freshman year. Mm-hmm. What was it? The welcome week that got you? What got you in first? I'm curious. Actually, no, I wasn't aware of the DAC pack when I first went on campus. 
funny enough, it was actually some friends had come back to the dorm, the freshman dorm around like, I would say week three or so. And they had free stuff. They had sweatshirt, backpack, a bunch of good free, free goodies. And I was like, oh, like I want that. And I want to check out what this club has to offer. I went to the meeting, got to know some of the guys and I enjoyed it. So here I am stuck around. Is it still, and the, you mentioned that you were the vice president last year and this year you're the president. Is it the same system as always in electing the president still of the DAC back? Is it a pseudo voting kind of thing that happens or is it more official these days? I mean, for how we've held our elections, as far as I'm aware, has always been a roundtable discussion with members of the e-board and then just voting after discussing that, hearing the pros and cons that, that each potential candidate might have to offer for the club. Coming off of our interview with Greg last week, Greg Cusick, he had a great quote that I know, Leon, you got out there this week, and I appreciated that. Talking about the fact that the deck pack really is supposed to be a place about fun. It's not supposed to be a place about necessarily your job. It's not supposed to be recruiting people to show up to directs of basketball games. It's supposed to be providing the atmosphere once you're there, I guess, is the direction we're going. But bottom line is, you guys shouldn't be feel compelled. Like I think it's two sides of the blade, right? And the one side is us coming back and saying, hey, where's student turnout? And in times past, there have been members of the athletics department who have said, well, the DAC pack's not doing their job. you know, And that's the wrong answer from them. The, the idea that a paid staff member would say, hey, the current student's aren't doing their job. Therefore, it's ridiculous. We've kind of always said, so it was refreshing to hear him not want to put that on you. But at the same time, you do want to drop people to games. It's, it's what makes that atmosphere is what makes this kind of the circus that it can be. What, where do you find yourself on that balance? Do you feel pressure? Is it just, what are you going for? Naturally, there is, there's always with the role, there's going to be a bit of pressure because um, being in charge of the student section, you want the student section to be as big and as loud as possible to get that appearance of a great student atmosphere. But I I will say, I think we're really trying to push the more connections between members and really forming like friendships, I sort of speak. Like for example, some of my best friends are in the club. We hang out outside of DAC pack related stuff, whether it's going to, we'll play like intramural sports or something like that. A few of them are my roommates. So we're really focusing on that angle to recruitment and retention, because ultimately if your friend says, Hey, let's go to the basketball game, you might get five of your friends to all go to the game. And naturally everything is better in a group as opposed to a bunch of individuals that are all coming together to be, to stand in the student section. I think that's what it's all about. We're all here hanging out with each other still to this day because of the DAC pack. Like we, we have a group that goes to the CA tournament every year since besides the pandemic year or two, it's, it was going on for like 20 years. I think that's the right way to sell it. The basketball is one thing, but it's really the, the friendships you make throughout and it's going to bring you back and connect you to the university even after you leave. Bill, I was told Leon doesn't really like you that much actually. <laughs> so odd happenstance. No, but there was plenty of times, right, where we'd hang out before the game and and like almost as a warm up to the game and also hang out con- continuously after the game, especially if the game was on like a Friday night or maybe even a Saturday afternoon. That's definitely the right approach. And I'm glad it's getting back to you know, a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys and gals just having fun because that's what really it should be all about of uh, the DAC pack. But as far as you mentioned, a little bit of like disinterest or apathy that folks have when it comes to probably sports in general, maybe basketball at Drexel. Uh, and it's not surprising because I think that's something we faced the entire time. We were at Drexel since we graduated. We still, when we talk to some of the alums that don't care. So is there anything specific that you discussed with Greg that could change that? Or is it just something that has to slowly happen organically and build back 
what we had maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, something that, that we discussed with Greg is developing the whole game day experience and not necessarily just the on-court product because naturally with sports, some people are going to be disinterested in sports and that's eliminating a potential group of people that might be interested in coming out to a game. But if you make the game entertaining outside of necessarily just the on-court product, that'll draw other people in. And I think especially with the new video board, the DAC is well positioned to, to make it a better game day experience for potential students and alumni coming out as well. Have you seen the new video board? Did you get a chance to see it, Park? Yeah, I've seen it. It's still getting fully put up, but it is it's looking pretty good. I'm excited to see what, uh, what all they're going to do with it. Yeah, I think Bill had sent me a picture. Was it who posted it to their Instagram? Was it? I think a couple of the players. I think it might have been Lamar Odin, the one that you saw. But... He sent me. It looks humongous compared to how small the DAC is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does look a little too big for the DAC, but I think that'll uh, that'll make the environment really fun. Yeah, for sure. And you said you're an architectural engineer. You should take a, do a comparison on how big that board is compared to the DAC versus the Dallas Stadium jumbotron that they have over there, <laughs> I think, which is the biggest one out there. So I think by relativity, speak, relatively speaking, that one might be bigger, the one we have in the DAC. I, I told Leon, I was like, I think we might have to change our seats. So we're going to be too close. We're going to be able to see the video board. We'll have, to, we'll have to back up in order to get a good angle at it. So you're looking for like a pixel per capita is what you're looking for? <laughs> Something like that. But I was thinking, with Dan, you don't have to worry about that. nobody knowing there's a, there isn't a get basketball game anymore and from 33rd and Market. There'll be a warm, buzzing glow coming out of the top of the building, how big this thing is. Right through the roof. <laughs> I'm excited about it, though. We haven't had anything like that in the atmosphere. I don't think we could even turn the lights off prior. Isn't that like a thing that was... No, we could. I asked that early on, yeah. Yeah, so I think we were pretty limited on what we could do there. So seeing the video board and being able to add exciting intros to the atmosphere alone is going to be fun, along with the other things you could do as far as involving the crowd. I went to the Princeton game last year, and the intros were really good like for all the players. And I'm like, we can't even do anything close to this until we catch up on technology. So this is at least getting us to the point where we can compete with some other schools in terms of the video board, at least. Park, I, I wanted to ask, I know one of the advantages we had was preseason NIT. We played Duke, being Syracuse and Villanova. Is there a game or a memory you have? And is it harder for you to get kids out? The fact that we won a championship, but it was during COVID. Has that been a challenge for you since we haven't had, I guess, I hate to say other than a championship, it sounds weird, but games you've been to, has that been hard for you? Obviously, yeah, with my time at Drexel. We haven't had a Syracuse or a Duke. Well, we did play Syracuse away, but nothing like that at the DAC or as like a home game. But I will say, I always think the environment for the Delaware games is fantastic. Super fun. And I know, I believe this year we're going to get a, a group of students to go to the away game. I believe it got rescheduled kind of last minute last year, so we weren't able to make that happen. But that's always a good time. And the fact that for the away game, it's a little bit of a trip. Everyone has some fun with that as well. So I, I would say those games are always great memories. The tournament itself, always great memory. I know some of my friends that have been around all five of, of our years, the Charleston tournament was my freshman year. Everyone had a great time exploring the city, going to the game. And that was really a great bonding experience. The group of freshmen that, that we were all getting to know each other and everyone kind of hung around or great friends hang out, as I mentioned before. So I think those tournaments and then the big Delaware game is always the big ones for us. 
I'm excited for you guys. I like. I don't know how you guys feel. I, I'm excited to pen back on the schedule. I, I'm the kind of guy I like those kind of games, and I think we need to schedule them as much as we can. So I'm, I plan to drive down for that. I'm really looking forward to that game for you guys in particular. Yeah, definitely. That'll be new to me, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, talking with Greg, I know they've got some stuff planned for that. So that'll be a that'll be a good one. I like how Park's first tournament was in Charleston, a much better city. An enjoyable city than Richmond was, and the <laughs> Motel Eight we got posted up in. And they're they're getting. You may have already learned that lesson of you make plans outside of basketball, and that that's another valuable lesson I learned from our trips down there. Learn to hate to say this, not love Richmond, but at least tolerate it. And again, it's you, know, you think of the so it makes the DAC pack what it is. And I, my only other thought to you talk about the road trip. If you have somebody who has a car. And they're willing to drive. And I know Gray's you're a busy guy tonight, even I'm sure, but I've studied in the back of many cars. Recommend that too, if you can con somebody into driving you to some of these away games too. Yeah, fortunately, I believe our plan is to have a bus to Delaware. So we should be able to get a sizable group of students. Transportation shouldn't be a problem for that. And then as always with the CAA tournament, we have we provide transportation for students for that as well. Now, we've had an issue getting buses to Delaware in the past, or getting tickets, I guess, a ticket block from Delaware in the past, and we tried to send a DAC pack bus. This goes into ancient DAC pack history. But the key there is to say you're a, what, a unfortunate or lesser involved minority group from West Philadelphia who would like to attend a basketball game. I thought all you'd have to do is check the age group of above 65, and it's automatic. If you want the group rate, you've got <laughs> that, that's a senior rate that's the same price, but it's just a different category. Yeah, it was, they didn't want to. They didn't want to sit the Drexel kids down. What do you? What's your favorite part of being at a at a Drexel basketball game? What What do you enjoy most about being there? I think the thing I like is just being there with all your friends are there. You get to have some fun with it. Recently, we bought a bunch of wacky costumes. So that's always you get to have some fun with that. And then you get to you cheer the team on. You get to heckle the other team a little bit. So it's always all in good fun. And I always enjoy doing that with a group of people that I really enjoy being around. I like your high school experience that the team wasn't very good and people were still showing up. I think that's really what we want to strive for here. It's great when the team is good. It'll be a lot easier to get people, but if you can just make the environment exciting and fun to be at, then the product on the floor doesn't matter quite as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. How are you feeling about the team this year? I'm optimistic. Obviously losing Cam is a big loss, but I believe Amari, it seems like he's been steadily developing throughout his time at Drexel. I think he can make the jump forward. And then some of the other guys that have been around, Coltrane, Lamar, looking for them to make the step up and to kind of fill that that role that, that Cam has left. This is like the most mystery box season we've had in a long time where like we just don't know really like <laughs> Cam and James Butler have been there for so long. It feels like that they've been steadying the ship, and now it's okay. Who's the next man up? It'll be interesting to see because you know both of the, both of those guys have been around my whole time, so it'll be a new look team for my last year here. Yeah, you go back to when Park was a freshman. Like we would have taken Mystery Box. Like we knew we were going to suck. This is we'll take Mystery Box. Mystery Box is good. <laughs> this is a step in the right direction. We've been lucky with the Mystery Boxes, especially the point guard. Somehow we always get. Like Cam and Kirk even before that, and Tremaine to a certain extent. We've been pretty fortunate over there. Okay, point guard, we have a good run of four-year starters. Like Even Terrell Allen looked like he was going to be good before he transferred out. Yeah, I think we have another guy in Justin Moore that we've already talked about. We'll see what we got. We're going to need a, a lot of contributions from new guys. And like you said, Park, the guys in the squad now have to step up a lot and take over much bigger roles. 
Park's got to get in the ref's ears. Let's be honest. He's got to let the stripes know what's going on. <laughs> He's got his opo like opposition research ready to go on every ref. Just ask Dan Crane. He knows it. <laughs> there we go. We have a, there's a guy in the club. He loves digging up dirt on the other team, refs, whatever. So he's going to be putting some time into that before the season starts. That's the best. That's great. I don't know how many years ago this was. It all blurs together for me. But someone had like blown up an Instagram picture. One of the other players It was like... <laughs> Just hanging out with a bunch of cats or something, and they had blown think, it up and posted. I think that was my freshman year. I forget who exactly it was, but I think it was like a Instagram picture or a tweet or something. And he, it looked like he was crying or his eyes were watering, watering. And I think it was like he's a, he said he's allergic to cats or something. We'll hope to find some some stuff like that and make sure we'll dig up some old posts, print them out, and put them on the student section. Yeah, I feel like when back when we were in school, there wasn't as much visibility to the players there. Like you'd only get some dirt on a player if they were like in the newspaper for something bad. Like having all their social media available to go through and find dirt is, is, is could be fun. I was curious, Park, is there anything that you think, you, I know you're already engaged a little bit with some of the alums and with Greg and with the athletic staff over there. Is there anything specific that you'd want to tell our whole 50 fans about like how the alum alums that are actually interested in Drexel basketball to that level, how could they help the DAC pack today? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that the biggest challenge for us is so naturally giving promo items and other giveaway items out is a great pool to try to get students in. We're college kids. So anything free is a great selling point to, to try to bring new people in. But with that, our ability to get shirts or other promo items has been pretty significantly limited, I'm sure, to what you guys have been compared to. So, like, for example, we have a, um, there, there's a student org promo item cap is what it is, and 10% of your budget can go to promotional items such as shirts, anything logoed, like our, we have sweatshirts that we're not necessarily able to restock in that. But fortunately, we've been able to get some outside sponsorships to help with that a little bit. The past couple of years, we've had New Age Realty provide us with some money for some t-shirts in exchange for the logo spot on the back of the shirt. Um, but I think in general, any sort of promotional item that we would be able to provide to students or anything like that would be greatly appreciated for us. Yeah, it struck me. I think I said this to Greg earlier in the summer, but right when he got to campus, I just heard, I think like the day before about this cap. And it just strikes me as, yeah, I guess if you're the chess club, you want a promo cap because you're spending that money on tournament travel and boards and whatever else the chess club needs. But I feel like you're a promotional club and that they, you'd hope that they would have some kind of exemptions and workarounds there. Yeah, exactly. We're, we are a promotional club, our purpose. So for that to be so strictly limiting is pretty challenging to work around and try to get new students in. I'll lead a drive. Let's get you what you need. I think that's it. I, I'd love to have all these open communication with you, Park, and see what we can do. Yeah. Is, is there any sort of on stuff like that on accepting? I, I wonder, I think that's something we should probably clarify or get some more details on, but I don't see Dan to your point. And if that's a, that, I can see how that would be a limitation factor for a promotional club like the DAC pack. Maybe it is something we can work around, but I'd be curious to see if there is any guidance or against it. Something to dig through. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, you know, we're looking to do. One of my goals is to 
find some way to work around it, get rid of it, get an exemption, something. Because, you know, like it was said, we are a promotional club. So it's hard to do that without promotional items. Yeah, I want to definitely do something on the comeback game. I mean, like every year we, we played Delaware, you should at home. You should be reminding them of their 53-19 to 19 comeback that they, they choked it up for us. Like, how do you get information from prior DAC packs? Is there ever, like, you're coming up with some great ideas here as far as trying to engage people before basketball season. Is there something that's been just passed down? Is it just word of mouth? Do you guys have some sort of guide? Do you have a database of former DAC packers, DAC packers now. I'm just curious, like what type of resources you have at your disposal, like coming in as a DAC pack president? So at least for my time as a DAC pack, spanning the five years, I have a good sense of everything that kind of went down within those five years. And I can reach out to the past presidents of that time period. But something that I've tried to establish, especially with myself and some of the other members that will be graduating this year, is to create that centralized archive of graphics, different communications with various people, such as reaching out for a shirt sponsorship or a communication regarding some sort of event, getting a bus contract for the CAA tournament, things like that. I'm trying to build that together so that can be something that gets continually passed down from each board throughout time. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely needed because I know there's been various levels of success from different DAC pack administrations. And I just feel like a lot of that information gets lost if you're not, if there's not someone there who is directly involved with it. So I think trying to get that in one centralized location is huge. So mm-hmm. I commend you on that. No, that's, I think that's a good point. And I wanted some, I wanted to make sure we were clear on, I know we come in peace. So that's real or perceived. I know when I was going through it, there was a sense this DAC pack didn't do it as well as this DAC pack and they didn't do it as well as this DAC pack. And I don't know how much that influenced being able to pass things down. So hopefully I'm glad to hear, hopefully you have a pretty good relationship with people that have come ahead of you and um, to ask them questions and bounce stuff off them. And then like I said, I, when I was going through, I didn't, I don't think I knew alumni. I didn't know we existed. We're here and we have questions for us and Dan and you guys were more involved. I was just along for the ride, but certainly a lot of other people, certainly we're here to help more than anything else. So yeah, I definitely appreciate you guys reaching out to me for this and whatever else I might need in the future. You're more than welcome. You want to promote something. That's a great opportunity to do it. So yeah, definitely. Just want to hop in there. Maybe we'll have you on one more time right when the season kicks off. But my question here is related to that, which is, so if you have a new freshman who's showing up to a first basketball game, you know, doesn't know what he's doing, he or she's doing, where, where are you guys set up in the deck? Is this somebody who's brand new to this? Can you kind of walk them through the game day? They get there and they're going to come they want to be part of this. Yeah. So if they're showing up to the game and we try to get there, I would say half an hour before tip off, I would imagine a newer member, probably a little bit closer to game time. But we're always on the, when you enter the deck on the far side behind the basket, right behind the dance team, I feel like you can't miss it. We'll be wearing wacky outfits, have signs, and we'll be the loud group. And all are welcome. Yeah. All are welcome. All right. Well, thanks for coming. And then, uh, yeah, even hopefully... I agree. That's a good way to end it of how do you get involved? I just went, we played Penn on a Tuesday night before Thanksgiving and I just went down to the game. So I'm sure you guys will be posting how to get tickets and how to get to the games and stuff. So yeah, anybody who's listening, just hop in and hopefully you guys have something to cheer for this year. We're all hoping for that too. And if not, have fun. That's what this is all about. All right. So just organize this. We've got a nice agenda we can shoot through quick. Do you guys want you guys want to touch on the coach the coaching rankings here? We didn't who I don't know where these came from. Who put them out? Do you know Dan off offhand? 
I'm following the link because you got it. It looks like it's bustingbrackets.com. The very credible source, bustingbrackets.com. I'm following this one under you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, listen, somebody went through the energy, took the energy of ranking 350-some coaches. God bless them. But it's pretty clear they, they bucketed all the CA coaches. It's the same general area. Then there are a couple outliers. And I don't know. I, I, Phil Shepard's there at 363. I don't know that there are 363 Division One teams, so that, that would be hurtful, according to this list here. But outside of that, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. I don't really buy into anything. I mean, th- this is one of those things that I think is just generated for people to click on and talk about it. It's not really – you can't really take it too seriously. But where they got Spiker 227, it's what yeah, is that's that? exactly what – yeah, it's clickbait is what it comes down to. Actually, yeah. I was going to put on Slack or the mess- – the phrase I think of is mental masturbation. Actually, I spelled masturbation wrong, so that's why I didn't, why I didn't stick with it. But now – and just to see Patrick Ua, now the example I used, the guy didn't win a conference game. So where how is he anything better than – that? I was like, I'm done with this. This is crazy. There was a ranking that came out the other day for top and bottom Wawa Delcos or Delco Wawas, and now that 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 sucked me in. That was clickbait. I could get into this. This is just this is too much. This is too far. But if you want, I mean, the outliers on the top end were Pat Kelsey and Bill Cohen, which seems reasonable. I actually think King Rice is a really good coach and model coming in. And yeah, you've got Dane Fisher and it looks like Phil Shumpert at the bottom, which Dane's dealing with the hand that he was dealt, which is an absolute crap situation. In a place that's never won. I don't know how you judge. I don't know how you judge half of these guys. Like it's so much of this is about more than what the individual coach does. It's certainly about more than X's and O's. But I think within the league we could have fun with it, and we'll maybe we'll just do an exercise where you get some other the other league members on, kind of what we do with realignment. But we can do have a little coach speak. We can't all just worship at Bill Cohen's altar all the time. There's got to be something else going on. So it'd be fun. Yeah, I was surprised Pat Kelsey was thought of that highly. I guess just because, I mean, I guess they've been pretty good lately, but. Higher than Bill Cohen, I thought it was a little strange. Whatever. Again, it's clickbait. So we're here talking about it a little bit. So I guess they're. They did their job. They did their job. It's just getting people to talk. That reminds me, I think, was it Desmond Howard and his college football playoff top four? And I can't remember what ridiculous four teams it was, but people are still talking about it. So it achieved its goal of clickbait, essentially. You're putting teams out there that you think are going to make the tournament before the season starts. You're just guessing for the majority of the field. Maybe you can get. You know the top teams in from the bigger conferences, but the automatic qualifiers is it's just it is what it is. It's just out there for people to discuss. And Joe Lenardi's a professor here in town. If you're going to go after his job, man, I mean, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. He teaches classes in bracketology. And that's how you know a St. Joseph's degree is worth very little. Which where was that guy on that list? Uh, okay, I'm blanking on it. Billy Lang. Where was he on that list? Just curious. There again, I'm dragging out the, even though I, that's what this does. We can't stop talking about it, even though we don't want to talk about it. It's just another guy that if he's anywhere near anything above the top quarter, it's crazy. I don't actually have that website up in front of me, so I have no idea, Nate. Never mind. I shouldn't have asked the question. That's my fault anyway. But and it's a last piece that Leanna put in, you know, it's, I, and I am by no means a reporter or a scoop person, but just happen to catch a tweet about, I'm, I'm not going to use the name because I don't think it's right, but one of our Drexel incoming freshmen, I guess, is no longer part of the women's team. And then just saying that she's in the transfer portal, maybe answer some questions about what went on there. And I'll leave it at that because I don't really think we should go deeper than that. But anyway. I was more curious about the your statement about the Northeast Pennsylvania pizza. I wanted to explore that a little bit because me and Bill were just in the in that upstate Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area not too long ago, a week ago now, Bill, and we'd gotten some Ravellos. Yeah. yeah. And what's your 
best Northeast Pennsylvania pizza place. What were you doing up there, just out of curiosity? Oh, my wife's family's from up that neck of the woods. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I, my wife's from Hazleton, so I know that. And we had strong Northeastern PA, Jesse from Hazleton originally. And sometime I'd like to have him on here to talk I, NASCAR, and I didn't watch the race today, but and it looked like Bill Trichel took a tour of track house while he was down there so any of you guys get a chat even if you hate nascar he'll take you on the floor of the shop and show you around it was really cool i'd never done that before but no, i'm not an expert up there but yeah we got ravello's i got or i got it on saturday and then the place right across the street i forget the name already actually I like ravello's better yeah something like that but now they're known for that there's places all over that area and different I, again i'm not like a tray you can get a pie different types of sauces it's crazy yeah i know it's a whole different type of uh, pizza. If you don't know what you're getting and you go there and get pizza, you're, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. And some people do get disappointed because the white pies, white pizza is like a grilled cheese sandwich in the end of the day. <laughs> My wife likes that. We got one of those. But now, an interesting story. One of the last things we did before the pandemic was we drove to Lehigh Valley Phantoms game in Binghamton and got pizza on the way up and it was right off 81. And then, and actually it tasted better because it was in the trunk of the car while we were in at the game. And it was like the St. Patrick's Day parade was, it was pretty neat up there in Binghamton. And then ate it in the parking lot afterwards and it was amazing. So that's my tip on Northeastern PA pizza is leave it in your trunk or put it in the fridge or something and eat it afterwards. It tastes better. That's funny because when we talk about Richmond, we're doing, doing that pull back to that. Like Richmond, not my favorite city in the world, but I can tell you where to eat there. Charleston's kind of, I like Charleston, but I can tell you where to eat there. And part of this is that I have a problem with eating, but clearly, but, <laughs> A lot of this is just so much travel because of the deck back, because of the friendships I made through here and because the road games for me were always the best part, right? Like it was, it was the travel and all of that was the best. We did wings in Buffalo when we did the day trip to Buffalo. That was like an 8 p.m. tip. So we, we left Buffalo coming home at 11. We ate after the game. We left at 11 to come back to Philly to get here at 5 in the morning or whatever it was. And stuff like that. That's my memories. That's what I loved. And, and now I can go pretty much anywhere and find a good meal because I've been there before, which is fun. And Park, when you guys go to DC for the tournament, do you, do they keep you down there for, are you guaranteed at least one night of a hotel or do you go back and forth? No, we go back and forth. So that's the downside with the tournament being located in DC. You don't get that hotel experience that we had at Charleston. Is that a choice you can <laughs> try to stay down there or is that something that's imposed upon you? That's how it's been the past few years. We're going to explore the possibility of seeing if we can do some sort of hotel that down there. Because obviously, I think the hotel, exploring the city, that kind of goes with the building the relationships with the other people that you're with. Totally agree. No, 100%. Yeah. Like Richmond, like we said, like none of us really loved Richmond, especially I think early on. I, I think towards the end, maybe 12 years deep, we found something that we actually like doing in Richmond. But for the first part of it, we're staying in a crappy hotel in a bad part of town. And it was just... It was still a blast because, you know, you're hanging out with all the students and just getting to hang out and bond. And it's... You do lose that if you're just, you get it on the bus, I guess, but that's not quite the same as staying there. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope they, one way or another, can make that happen for you. Cause yeah, I think if I'm ranking places I at least want to be, it's the Beltway, especially even one day, let alone multiple days in a row. So, yeah, it'd be cool if they could set that up for you guys. Yeah, I, I would throw down for for Dragon's Cat's sponsorship of some t-shirts or something like that. But I don't know the party house in D.C. is. I'm not getting behind all the damages. I'm not in on the <laughs> Dragon's Cat's Airbnb. But we got to figure that out for you. So, Parker, I can't say enough. Uh, but thank you for taking the time. I emailed Dan. And in my day, I started at, what, I woke up at 4.30. 
And speaking of Northeastern PA, took a bus to, or where the hell was I? Forest City, Forest City, ran the Steamtown Marathon back into Scranton, drove down, scooped up my kids and my wife in Hazleton. My, my son had two baseball games at three and five. Apparently he lost a lot. They were up 11 to two. I had enough. I was like, I'm out of here and brought my daughter home. And then my, I guess they lost 12, 11 and it serves the coaches right for letting the game. So go so long. They should have just cut it at seven, but I get Daniel backed me up. I messaged him and I'm like, what are we, are we doing this? Cause this is important. I think having you on here and giving you a chance to advertise what the DAC pack is doing is super important. So yeah, anytime you got some, we can pass along. That's what we want to do. Yeah. And I think too, we want to, we want to build a better connection between the alums and the students and the younger alums. Like, I feel like we definitely have a section of us that all communicates on a regular basis. That's like definitely older alums at this point, but connecting with you guys, connecting with the prior backpack presidents who just left. I think it's important to keep everyone communicating together and, and get back to games and, uh, and all hang and all hang out too. It's that's what it's all about, man. It's like the connections and, and hopefully we can keep building that as this, as we progress here. Yeah, you got an open invite here. Right? You got totally. This is where we want you to be, and we want to help you out wherever we can. Anything that we can do. To Nate's point, we don't quite have enough time in our lives probably to hover. So you don't have to worry about us stepping on your toes too much. But we, any, if any, if there's any way we can help, we'd love to do it. Did we? Did Nate just say he ran a marathon today? Did, did, is it, yeah, he slipped that in there, didn't he? Yeah, it was a little humble brag going on over there. <laughs> I ate salmon. That was my definition of being healthy for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it all starts, you can run anywhere. I saw my wife, no matter where you are. That's why I was asking where you're from, because all these little towns up there, like Carbondale and Olympian and God only knows where else. So it was cool. But but anyway, glad to have you, Park, and at any time. Yeah, no, like I said, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It was a good time.